0: Today in Agronomy on KFIL 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie.
1: Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's January 22nd, 2020, episode number seven, Josh. Uh, We're glad to be back. We focused our past shows a little bit more focused on nitrogen and sulfur. As we move into this show, we want to focus on the rest of the macros between phosphorus and potassium. We're going to go ahead and start with phosphorus here. So if we look across Southeast Minnesota, maybe just walk us through overall, what are those general optimum critical levels we're looking for?
0: Yeah, always important to kind of just set a baseline here of where this, uh, kind of this first half of the episode is going to go, Allie. And and if we just look at soil tests, so again, sometimes when you get soil tests back from your your provider that does that, there's a lot of numbers, there's a lot of graphs. And, and I always like to own in on, you know, what's the pH, what's the part per million phosphorus P, what's the part per million... Uh, potassium K, those are really the three numbers that are most important. And when you do look at that soil test, we'd like to, in a perfect world, see that phosphorus at 25 part per million. And for this episode and for southeast Minnesota, that's what we're going to kind of define the critical level of phosphorus, and we'll kind of get into some of the reasons around that uh, as the episode goes on, Ellie.
1: So you talk about that critical level, sitting around 25 parts per million. I'm curious, as we maybe look back to some work you did on some very aggressive soil sampling across southeast Minnesota and then the Midwest in general, it's interesting to take a look at how many acres are actually sitting at that critical level versus those that are maybe considered high
0: or lower. Yeah, uh, back in 2016, we did a a pretty massive site characterization uh, around soil sampling, around some population trials we were doing. Um, Allie, I don't have the exact number, but I want to say in the Corn Belt, we did in the ballpark of 2,000 plus locations or samples that we pulled. And in Minnesota, all the locations that we pulled, I want to say just in Southeast, we participated in 42 of these locations, but in the state of Minnesota, 46% of the The field locations we pulled were below that critical level of 25 part per million, which is a little bit scary, Allie, when you think about half the fields, you know, across the state are below these critical levels, and obviously... That's having an impact uh, on yield. And I always think it's important, um, you know, maybe, you know, why? You know, I think in some cases that's more important. What are some of the factors that are causing us to have such a high percentage of fields testing below that critical level?
1: Josh, I think there's maybe three critical pieces that I hone in on 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 why we're sitting at 46 percent of those acres below optimum level. Number one being we look at, you know, increased land rents across rented ground across the Midwest, um, it's harder to make some of those longer term decisions when you have some shorter term um, leases on those acres. And then you just look at, I mean, increased land rent rates in general also makes it hard to maybe go out and make those decisions. Um, I think another big factor here, higher yields across those acres, along with that comes your higher crop removal rates. So maybe in some cases, we aren't figuring in those higher crop removal rates and coming back and supplementing that proper p and k Um, third thing here just looking at economics in general i think we've had times in the past where fertilizer prices have been extremely inflated Um, and then i think just the economics of the industry that we sit in as a whole um, can cause us to make some decisions and and ratchet things back in some of those cases but we look at like we mentioned 46 percent of the time we're below optimum level josh the next thing that comes to my mind is what impact can that have on yield
0: yeah, and I'm going to look at this a couple different ways, Allie. First, um, kind of back to that that map where we did that huge effort across the Midwest back in 2016. Uh, when we summarized some of those relationships of, hey, what was the soil test part per million? You know, what was the impacts on yield if you're just looking at part per million phosphorus? And really what we found, you know, is that 25 being optimum. And really what we found is once you fall below 20 part per million, We see a pretty sharp decline in yields uh, from a standpoint of, you know, once we hit 20 and start going below that, you know, seeing 10, 15, 20, 30 bushel yield hits, just depending on how far below 20 are, um, are not uncommon. I like to say, you know, once you fall below 20, it's probably a guaranteed 10 bushel hit, Uh, but seeing up to 10, 15% yield decreases uh, when we get into some of those single-digit phosphorus part per millions. Uh, are not uncommon Uh, one other thing that we did at a more local level here in southeast minnesota and maybe drifting just a little bit to the west uh, back in 2014 we did some really good site characterization of replicated uh, pkps and it was really neat that once we got done we had a 183 locations that we tested, and we kind of divided it into four buckets, where we had um, like a zero to 20 part per million, we had 43 locations, a 20 to 35 part per million, we had 53 locations, 35 to 50 we had 40, and then 50 to 100 part per million, we had 47 locations. So we had a really awesome distribution of a wide range of levels. And the thing we saw there, like I mentioned, zero to 20 compared to 20 to 35, you were 10 bushel off instantly once you fell below 20. Uh, that was almost a guarantee. The other thing that was kind of cool, sometimes I get people asking me, well, hey, should I push up to 30, 40 part per million? If you really study this out, if there was a perfect number in that study, it says 37 part per million. It probably wasn't really economical to build from 25 to 37, but what we did find above 37 part per million, there was nothing to gain. There was We couldn't find any yield gain. So really, if you're above those levels, you know, increasing it further, it's just kind of diminishing returns or you're building for building. And certainly from a stewardship standpoint, we'd like to keep it around that 25 and make sure we're maintaining.
1: One thing we want to be sure to hit on here, Josh, would be starter um, around phosphorus. When we come out of break, we're going to hone into that a little closer.